Welcome to the Jinx Dance Media Podcast. This is your host, Jude, and this is where I'll be chatting to you about how to design and create high-quality dance events and creative dance content. I'll be covering topics ranging from fundraising, marketing, production, content creation, design, and so much more so that you can have all the tools and resources you need to stand out and build genuine connections with your audience. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to this week's podcast episode. Um, we've had a few weeks of interviews with other folks, which has been super fun and insightful for me personally, and I hope for you all as well. But I am definitely glad to be back and just talking one-on-one to you all today as well. So today, I really want to talk about the qualities and skills you should have if you want to organize dance events or events just in general, to be honest. Um, I think this is super important because quite frankly, I see so many people who are not qualified organizing events all the time and it's never a fun experience for the people involved, whether they are helping organize it or their attendees, talent, such as your judges, MCs, or DJs. Um, it's just not a fun time for anyone, let's be honest. So. I'll be including um, mostly soft skills, but also a couple of hard skills. Um, so soft skills, if you're not aware, are, you know, personal qualities or characteristics, and then hard skills are more so like your technical skill set. So I want to preface that most of these things can be learned. And if you don't feel you have any particular quality or skill, do not stress. You can work on these things. Um... However, there are some qualities that I think come more naturally to certain types of individuals, and they are by no means easy things to learn. So if you find what I'm talking about to be daunting or stressful, then maybe organizing events just isn't for you, and that's okay as well. Um, but this will also help you identify if you know, you're looking to work with an event organizer, what kind of qualities and skills you should be looking for. So... My ultimate goal with this particular podcast episode is, you know, that maybe some of you who are organizers or aspiring organizers will be able to identify like your strengths and your weaknesses and work on skills or qualities that you need to leverage more or develop altogether. Um, I also hope that some of you who listen to this maybe discover you're actually very good at a lot of the things that I talk about and realize this is a path for you that you never even considered before. Um, because God knows that we need more quality event organizers in the dance community, especially. So that's kind of what I'm hoping to accomplish with this particular episode. So without further ado, let's get into it. So the first quality or skill that I think all event organizers need is what I've heard been called um, event chill before. Essentially, it's the ability to be calm amongst chaos. I usually like to say that event organizers are essentially chaos coordinators. Um, If you're unable to remain calm and collected at an event, this can really seriously have negative impact on your team, your attendees, and your talent as well. This is especially challenging, but most important when things are not running smoothly. Everyone's going to be looking to you to make sure things run smoothly and to solve any issues that may arise. And if your emotions are out of control or you seem to be panicking, that stress will transfer to the people around you and they will feel like they cannot rely on you. So 
This can be a surefire way to ruin people's experience at the event and potentially even make them never want to work with you again. So it's a really, really important skill to have. On a kind of related side note, I have heard some horror stories of organizers who yell at, scream, snap, or even degrade their team. So I just want to say this is completely unacceptable, not just in regards to the lack of professionalism, but also just in regards to human decency and respect. Um, even outside of events, like you should not be treating anyone that way. And the pressure and stress of events is no excuse to treat someone that way. So if you cannot treat your team with respect, then you should not be organizing events, period. Um, and if you happen to be working with someone who's like this, I highly suggest, you know, if there's some sort of HR or someone that you can go to to talk about it and get the issue resolved, I highly recommend that you do so. Otherwise, I just, if you can avoid it, I recommend not working with people like that whatsoever. So just a little bit of a side tangent there, but I think it is, it does align with that first quality and skill that I think you need to have, which is event chill, aka chaos coordinator, be calm and collected, you know, do what you can. And there's no point in like stressing or panicking at an event. It's not going to help you solve the situation or um, address the problems that may be arising. So going into my next quality or skill, um, this is kind of going off of what I was talking about in terms of like being able to address any situations that might arise. So the next skill is creative problem solving. I have worked on dozens of events and in my professional experience, I have never once experienced an event that went off perfectly without a single hitch. As much as you may prepare or have a contingency plan for everything, there are always going to be elements outside of your control when it comes to events. Whether it's other people, vendors, traffic, faulty equipment, a pandemic, the weather, or FedEx messing up your shipments left and right, which yes, I do have some beef to pick with FedEx, but that's a story for another time. Um, it's important that when these problems do arise inevitably, that you don't spend too much time dwelling on the issue or stressing about it, but rather that you're quick on your feet and ready to find a solution. Another thing you want to avoid as well is ignoring the issue or just waiting for someone else to fix the problem. You need to take initiative and ask, what can I do right now in this moment to keep us on track? To give an example, um, I'll compare two event scenarios in which I've had sound system problems arise, uh, one of which we just kind of ignored the issue and another of which we actively found a solution. So the first event I was helping with, I couldn't be on site for. And so I didn't actually find out until after the event that the DJ was having trouble getting hooked up to the sound system. The team that was on site decided to just let guests into a silent venue all while the DJ was troubleshooting in the background. And it took them like an hour to get music playing. Meanwhile, all of these guests that they've just let in were just standing around awkwardly in a silent club. To be fair, this was not a dance event, um, so it wasn't as big of an issue, but regardless, it is still extremely awkward to just like have like a silent venue for any event. And no one, no one even thought to, you know, play a Spotify playlist while the DJ was troubleshooting the technical issues and getting hooked up into the sound system. And instead they just completely ignored the issue. They were like, you know what? 
not my problem. I don't know how to fix it. I'm just gonna let the DJ do their thing. And quite frankly, that is such like bad practice in my opinion. You should never just let the situation solve itself. Eventually the DJ was able to get hooked up and stuff, but there were plenty of options and things that they could have tried to do as a temporary solution while that was happening that they just did not do. So that is a really bad example of creative problem solving and I don't recommend taking that approach. So comparatively, the other event where we experienced sound system problems I was on site for, we had rented speakers, but they were running about an hour late because traffic was extremely bad that day. And we were sitting here, doors meant to be open in five minutes. We had attendees waiting outside to be let in and we had no sound. This was a dance event. So opening the doors when we have no music playing would have been just like the most awkward situation. Um, so what we ended up doing was using the speaker that we had in the studio to play music until the other speakers arrived. That way we could still open the doors and let guests in on time without it being like extremely weird and like silent and uncomfortable for people. And so yeah, the speakers that we rented did end up arriving just in time before the battles actually started. And we were able to seamlessly transfer over to those without any of the attendees even noticing there was a problem in the first place. So these are the kind of creative solutions that you have to be able to come up with on the spot as an event organizer. And hopefully you can tell by the two examples I've presented how much of a significant difference that can make in your event. Because half the time, if you ignore the problem, then people are going to notice that something's wrong. But if you find a quick fix solution, people might not even notice that anything's happening until it's like over. And then they're like, wait, that thing happened? And you're like, yeah. Um, so it's really important to make sure that you have really good creative problem solving skills. So the next quality or skill I think all event organizers should have is strategic thinking. This goes hand in hand with creative problem solving, but it is a bit different in the sense that with creative problem solving, you're trying to find a solution to an issue as it arises, whether that's on the day of the event or throughout the planning process. However, strategic thinking is more about identifying potential future problems and planning accordingly for them, as well as identifying areas of opportunity and maximizing value for your event. So strategic thinking is required for contingency planning. Um, an example of this, uh, when we were planning for our first Out of the Shadows, actually, we were still coming out of the pandemic. And one concern we had was that some of our 3v3 crews may drop out at the last minute if they somehow got sick. And so we had to have a backup plan just in case. We knew of several folks we had good relationships with who would be coming to our event. And we kind of had them on standby, ready to step in if there was an opening to compete in the 3v3 crew battle. So we kind of had like this backup plan in case anyone dropped out, we knew people who were going to be there that could step in as an alternative. Additionally, um, strategic thinkers will consider the goals of the event and the resources available, whether that's the team, the funding, so on and so forth. And they will make strategic decisions to meet those goals within the parameters of the resources available. So they will also gather data, um, whether that's tracking attendance or engagement metrics or getting feedback from attendees or the team. And then they will discern where there are areas for improvement. So strategic thinking, again, is really that long-term um, planning and coming up with, you know, plan A, plan B, plan C, 
what are all the things that could possibly happen? How will we address all the things that can possibly happen? Um, and then, you know, once the event's actually happening, making sure you're actually gathering data, collecting information, and then implementing that for future events um, or even on the go as you're getting feedback. Okay, can we make changes right now? How can we adapt? Um, strategic thinking is really about how can we, you know, minimize issues or challenges and maximize value. The next skill event coordinators need to have is pretty straightforward one, project management. As an event organizer, you will need to be able to juggle lots of different projects at once, um, as well as plan for and oversee every task that needs to get done to make your event happen. For example, if you want to promote your event starting six months out, before you can do that, you need to make sure that you have, for one, locked in your artists, then gotten the assets you need from them, then make sure you make the promotional materials, and then actually post those promotional materials. So you'll need to make sure you set realistic deadlines to meet your goal prior to that six month mark and then begin planning much farther in advance. If you're working with a team of people, like for example, if you have a designer or a video editor, you'll also have to consider if they have any other commitments that may cause delays in your timeline. And if so, give them more time than they anticipate that they'll actually need. Um, oftentimes you'll have to do this for several overlapping timelines at once. If you're doing multiple events for in a year, for example, um, and you'll also have to do this for each part of your event. So getting funding, sponsorships, like how far in advance do you need to do that in order to make sure you have that to get your venue set up, um, to make sure you have logistical details locked in, to make sure you have enough funding for any marketing stuff that you're wanting to do and so on and so forth. And then obviously you'll have to figure out, okay, what do I need to do to get this set up before the event? As far as like logistical day of details, um, so you're literally like managing all of these different priorities, all these different timelines and all these different tasks that may maybe you have to do or other people have to do and you have to oversee them. And so you need to make sure that you're actually giving yourself realistic timelines, making sure you have the bandwidth or your team has the bandwidth. Um, and if you don't, you need to give yourself more time to do it. Um, so project management is super, super important and being able to stay organized and on top of all of these things is very key as an event organizer. So next, I think all event organizers should have experience in hospitality or customer service. I personally spent over nine years working in like various food and retail jobs, which doesn't sound like super great or anything, but it did teach me a lot about working with customers. Um, if you've ever listened to my other podcast episodes, you will all know how important I think having a service mindset is for events. In my background, doing all these, you know, food and retail jobs and customer service jobs, I think is really where a lot of that comes from. It is so essential to make sure that your attendees, clients, talent, and your team feel like they're being well taken care of and that you care about their experience because that is going to be what keeps people coming back and wanting people to continue working with you. Um, this does not necessarily mean the customer is always right or the client is always right because that's not always true. Sometimes they don't know what's best for them. And like, you know, you don't have to be a pushover and just give your client or attendees whatever they want, but rather you should have their best interests in mind. And, you know, if they don't know any better, you should be able to 
address their concerns positively and give them your professional opinion, your professional advice, and try to help them solve the solution without being, you know, defensive, argumentative, or anything like that. Next, I think event organizers need to have humility. I think this goes hand in hand with having a service mindset, but it's important to make sure that you don't let your ego get the best of you and that you're able to receive feedback well. Um, this is not an easy thing to do, especially when you put a bunch of work into something and maybe someone critiques it. However, in order to continue growing and getting better at what we do, we need to ensure that we don't get defensive about stuff and that we're able to, you know, set our ego aside and be like, okay, I'm getting this feedback. How can I improve? And making sure, again, the event should not be about you or about what you want. It, at the end of the day, it is about your attendees. It is about your client. And that's what's most important. So if you're able to put yourself and your own ego aside, I think that's going to make you a much better event organizer. And I think this is going to be applicable to a lot of different professions, even outside of events as well. So again, just a very important skill or quality to have. So next, this one is a little bit more on the technical side. Um, I think all event organizers should be able to do budget management. Unfortunately, I've personally never worked an event where I just have an unlimited budget. I know we all wish that we could, but um, that's just unfortunately not the case. So whether it's your own money or a client's money, it's important to make sure you are managing your event budget well for reasons that I would hope would be obvious. Um, obviously, if it's your own money, you don't want to be, you know, putting thousands of more dollars into something that you weren't planning to. And if it's your client's money, you should be even more careful with it because that's not your money to spend. So <laughs> um, really important to make sure that you are managing your money well um, because it's valuable. And the last thing you want to do is run out of it and you still have a bunch of important expenses that you have to pay for that you can't afford. So making sure you estimate all of your expenses in advance, get quotes from vendors, venues, or any equipment you might need to rent out, and then prioritizing what is most important based on your event's purpose and goals. Also figuring out, you know, where can you cut and save costs? Um, while, you know, obviously you don't want to jeopardize the quality of your event, um, it is still important to know like, okay, where can I actually cut expenses that is reasonable? Um, so for example, you may decide that having really prominent judges that you fly out is going to be more important than having a super nice venue or fancy audio visual set up and things like that. While others may prefer to have a nice venue, but will actually get local judges for their event. So it's about finding that compromise and figuring out what makes sense for your event and your goals as well. And then last but not least, stress management is super important skill for event organizers. If you couldn't tell already, organizing events is a super stressful job. Um, while organizing events may sound super fun from the outside in, and they can be, they're very rewarding in their own way. They are also in fact, very, very stressful. So fun fact, event planning has actually been listed as one of the top 10 most stressful jobs in the world almost every year for the last decade, up there along with jobs that are high risk of death or injury, um, such as, you know, like firefighters, police officers, um, so on and so forth. <laughs> so organizing events is not for the faint of heart. Um, and you really have to love it and genuinely feel the reward of organizing events is worth it to stick to it in the long run. 
being able to manage the stress and have coping skills is super, super important to avoid getting burnout and the role taking attacks on your health. I would argue this is the most challenging skill for almost every event organizers, especially since a lot of us have personalities that are prone to overcommitting ourselves, being very type A, um, which contributes to stress. Um, however, it is super essential to be constantly working on. If you don't feel you're cut out to manage stress well, then event organizing is probably not for you. So <laughs> that is my list of qualities that I think are most important for event organizers to have. There are obviously lots more, both technical and, you know, personal, just characteristics that I think event organizers should have. However, I think those are the most essential and most important ones. Um, of course, I would love to hear your guys' thoughts and feedback, so please feel free to reach out to me on my website, jinxdancemedia.com, or on Instagram at jinxdancemedia if you want to chat with me a little bit more. Um, but yeah, that's all that I have for you guys today. I hope that this was helpful. Um, again, if you have any questions, please let me know. And if you have not already, please rate my podcast five stars because it really helps me out. Anyways, I will talk to you guys next week. Thanks so much for tuning in again. All right, bye everyone.